0: What's up black love fam and first time fam and hopefully most of y'all are fam at this point because we got a part two for you with my man half man half amazing anthony <laughs> kofi clark you gotta understand what the kofi <laughs> means in a second because we're going into all things the motherland with the anthony clark yes good to be back brother good to be back What well, i wanted to say you know just, just in speaking with spirituality, listening to spirit, being in alignment. I know you had this recent trip to Ghana, which Mm. we started to talk about at the Black Love Summit behind the scenes and was looking forward to this conversation to really jump (laughs) into it. Because I think, have you ever watched this movie, uh, or at least know of this movie, uh, Belly? It's with Nas and DMX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so Nas's character, you know, he that the whole movie he kept talking about, yeah, man, I'm gonna go back to Africa. We're gonna <laughs> gonna go back to the motherland, blah blah blah. So <laughs> you know, uh, right. when you mentioned just the way you felt coming back from Ghana, it, it put me in that mindset mm. because I said, What well, this this is this is bigger than this is bigger and better than fiction. This is bigger and better than just yeah. that storyline of, oh yeah, one day, one day, yeah. you're now uh, f- about to live this thing. I mean, you're you're on the mm-hmm. verge. You're both on the verge of moving there. Correct.
1: Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, that's the goal, baby. Yes. the The journey for us started about three and a half years ago, four years ago. Mm-hmm. I had about three three of my buddies that went to Ghana. And they all three came back and were like, yo, you got to go to Ghana. You got to move to Ghana. <laughs> and they bought houses there and they were showing me these beautiful homes on the beach and this and that. And, but in my mind, like most Americans, I'm not going to front, like most black Americans. Sure. Africa's not, was at the top of my mind as far as like places I got to go because of the programming that we've been given yes. when it comes to Africa. Yes. That's some place you want to stay away from. It's poverty and danger and just. And so. After three, them telling me three times, it was like, hmm. And then my spirit said, research it. And when, when my spirit talks, I listen. Mm. So I said, okay. And I started doing research and trying to find everything that I could about Ghana, the good, the bad, the ugly. And the more research I did, the more it was like, my spirit was like, yes, go, go. The more <laughs> I started to love it. But then I'm like, my wife, Melanie, she, she'll be like, what? Move to Ghana. <laughs> like, so for three years, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. I just did research. Okay. And then finally, it was like, one day, it was like, you know what? Let me throw it out there. It's like, babe, what do you think about moving to Ghana? I was like, brace yourself. Yeah, yeah. She was like, (laughs) she stopped and she thought about it. It was like, Ghana, that feels right. Really? It was like, whoa. Wow. Because she went to Spirit as well. Mm. My Spirit said to go. Mm. So we eventually got there. And the first, the most powerful part of it, first of all, was that. The realization that after 400 years of slavery and Jim Crow and being in America, that I was the first one from my ancestors' descendant to step foot back on the continent, our DNA to step foot back. So that one first step when I took, when I landed, I took a photo of that first step Hmm. because I realized the magnitude of it. Sure. And when we first got there, it was like a culture shock. And we left the airport and it was just people on just, the it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Melanie felt it too. We got to the hotel and it was like, okay, what just happened? Something yeah. just happened. Yeah. That was a lot because there's people hustling on the streets of sellers and everywhere and people, it's like, and we said, okay, let's open up our minds. Don't compare it to America. Mm. That's what we're try- I think we're doing. Let's just relax, be in the moment and let it settle. So after about eight hours, it kicked in, and it was beautiful. When I looked outside to see the beauty, to see the tropical environment, it was just this sense of connection. I could literally feel our ancestors, and I know that sounds crazy, but I could feel the ancestors. Hmm. Then we we went shopping, and there, they don't really, because they're hustling, the people, they don't really respect your like the boundaries, like in America's space.
0: Yeah, we have that. You know, we have our yeah.
1: space. Yeah, we have yeah. that space thing. They're just friendly people, sure. And they just running up on me. And at first, it was like my Brooklyn <laughs> stuff kicked in, and yeah. it was like, "Yo, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yo. they're running up on us, like." <laughs> and they're looking at me like,
0: "What's wrong with them? Like you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're the one standing yeah, out, not them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so I realized, like, wait a minute, I'm the aggressor. Yeah, it's me. It's not other. It's me. It's like, oh my bad. Let me drop my Brooklyn bullshit. Let yeah, yeah. Put that in the closet, okay? Um, and then at that point, man, the the connection, the amount of love, I was home. It was obvious we were home. And the way I described it's like in America, you have your family and your community, your immediate family that might live in your house. Then once you maybe go to visit some more family, you have to leave that house and go into the street. Then there's strangers and disconnection until you get back to your family. There, it's the opposite. There's family and connection in the house, in your home, but then when you go into the street, that family and connection continues. Everybody's a community. Everybody still treats you like family. And then you get to your destination with more family, but there's never a point where there's not community. I compare it to like a hug. A hug that you get twenty four hours a day being there. Wow. Wow. That you don't realize that you're not getting when you're in America. And it's like, wait a minute, America, I don't get any hugs. (laughs) But here it's twenty four hours a day. I'm getting just this hug. And you walk down the street, man, and people are just so happy to see us. They're like, Brother sister, welcome home. This is your home. We love you. Come here. They're eating on the street. People with not very much they're eating. You want to eat? You're hungry? Come on. They invite you to eat. It's like Wow. Love. Just no at least in Ghana, no violence. There's a few petty crimes in an entire city. You don't have you don't really even see police because mm. the people have such a sense of community. Sure. They don't need police. Wow. The food was amazing. When we got to the hotel and we stayed in the city, and our tour guide was amazing. He said, I want you to go to the rural areas. I'm gonna take you out there because to really understand Africa, you have to go to the rural areas. Accra in the city is great. But you have to go out there to be with the people. So we left. And we spent a week in the villages. Hmm. And just like I said, the most loving, gentlest, kindest people. I didn't see poverty, prosperity everywhere. When we got back to the hotel, I told our tour guide, when we first left, I was an African-American. Now coming back, I'm an African. Wow. It was just beautiful, man. And government, what they're doing is that they have... um. If you're from the African diaspora, they're saying, come back home. We'll give you dual citizenship. They even have land set aside for African Americans for us to come home. And
0: hold on. <laughs> they have yeah, land set aside. The government
1: set land aside beachfront property, forest property, you name it. Beautiful land set aside for us. Wow. For us. Wow. Specifically. And so all we have to do is is wake up and come home. You know, I, I described it like through slavery, what they did was they kidnapped our ancestors and they brought us to America and they put us in a cell pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then slavery ended and they opened up the cell. Well, at least physical slavery ended. Sure. So now the cell doors opened up and most African-Americans are afraid to leave the cell and go back home because they feel more comfortable in that cell than mm-hmm. they do with the thought of going back home to Africa.
0: That's. Let's pause for a second, because that's deep. That's metaphoric on so many different levels of life. But specifically mm-hmm. for African-American, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the truth. I mean, it, it's, it's been shown. Yeah. I mean, there's studies yeah. on studies that, that prove this, that you just get so comfortable. I mean, think about, I'm sure we all know somebody, you know, I, I have folks that have come out of prison. <clears throat> it's too jarring. It's too much of yeah. a change from the inside, yeah. and then coming mm-hmm. back as a civilian again—you just do something to f up and go right back in because yeah. they just were no longer comfortable. They can't deal with the change.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, wow. They're they're, wow. they're more comfortable with what they're familiar
0: with. There you go. You know. Yeah.
1: And wow. And being in Africa, man, it was like. First of all, on top of that, the cost of living was amazing. Hmm. So the American dollar went six times further. So if you have $100, you have 600 Canadian dollars. If you have $10,000, you have 60000 Canadian dollars. It was like, why wouldn't you
0: yeah. come back home? <laughs> yeah.
1: Why wouldn't you want to live here safe? At least, now I can't speak for all of Africa. Sure, sure. Because there are parts like every, every place else. But I know, I'll speak for Ghana. Sure. In West Africa. Yep. It was like... The cost of living is amazing. You can live like a king. We got that property set aside for Mm, me. Right. Nothing but love from the community and from the people. It was like the first time in my life that I could just exhale and just be me. Like fully, fully to that degree, be me. And not worried about being judged by, you know, others. And and I don't know how many times I cried. Like there were just moments where I just broke down, man, because just overwhelmed with joy. Sure. Um, overwhelmed with the connection that you feel to the ancestors. Um, and at first, it was like, I felt like, okay, I was acting like a visitor in another country. But Then after a while, it hit me like, wait a minute. I'm not a damn visitor. This is my country. This is my home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a, yeah. And, they're pe- and the people like, yeah, like, duh. That's what <laughs> we've been trying to tell you, brother. <laughs> this is your home. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. But we can't wait to get back. So our plan is to move there. Uh, We're going to live in both places, have dual citizenship, get a place there. And our goal is to start a retreat. That's Mm -hmm. the ultimate goal to get land, build a Mm -hmm. retreat so that our clients and people from all around the world can come and, you know, we'll focus on spirituality, relationships, you name it. And we'll have a home on that retreat as well. And that'll be, you know, our semi-retirement and then eventually our retirement. Yes, but, but it's beautiful, man. And it's not, it's there for all of us, you know. Yeah. So I, I highly recommend that, you know, people go to Ghana, start, start, at least start researching it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it, it'll, it'll be worth it. And you know, and coming back home now, I mean, coming back to America over the last couple of weeks, we had more, more than a few days where we, me and Melanie both woke up and were just like feeling this little depressed because you miss it. Yeah. Once you experience the garden of Eden, <laughs> it's hard to go back (laughs) to, uh, you know, the whole, to this, you know? So, but we're using that as motivation, um, and fuel, you know, to keep us focused so that we, you know, get back there as soon as possible.
0: I love it. I love this. And
1: by the way, and and I even got a name They gave me my African name while I was there. What is Uh, it? Kofi. Kofi, Kofi, Kofi. Right. And what they do is that they go by the day that you were born. And so when they brought this all out, they were like, Yeah, Friday, what day were you born? It's like Friday, okay. Kofi, Kofi. So everywhere I went, there's vendors on the streets, so everybody knew me. They yeah. were Kofi, like, hey, Kofi, <laughs> Kofi, yeah. And then um I did my research and found out I was actually born on Thursday. So it's like, really Kofi. <laughs> <coffee?"> Wait, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but
0: I ain't telling. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: yeah, they don't need to know. Hey, it's Kofi, yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make it. We'll, we'll make a name change later. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love exactly. It. Yeah. Well, I'm uh. definitely. I'm definitely heading out there when you have the retreat. That that's for sure. Beautiful. You are, you are more than welcome. And and this these aren't just words. So firstly, I've been prior to the whole whatever you want to call it pandemic. Otherwise, I've been looking forward to visiting. But you know, there's over mm-hmm. I, I think see, and this is something we need to get better as as a people. I believe it's fifty-three countries in Africa. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody's gonna have to go yeah, verify few. that. Yeah. yeah. But let's yeah. say let's say fifty at least fifty plus. And I've always been trying to figure out where first because you know, I have Morocco on the list. Right. I have the beautiful city of Addis Ababa. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you brought up Ghana and, uh, uh, you know, I've heard Ghana a few times and then I have a few Nigerian friends. So of course they just rep Nigeria right. all yeah. day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, but you know, I just didn't know where to start, but I mean, after this right. story and this experience and this, mm-hmm just feeling, and the fact that there's land waiting for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that this may have to go to top of uh, African countries right. to visit first.
1: You know, we um, met quite a few brothers and sisters that moved there from America. Really? There's a, a huge community. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a huge community. Mm-hmm. And it's growing really quickly. And they all told me the same exact thing. They said there's lots of great countries in Africa, Yeah, they said, but start with Ghana.
0: Hmm.
1: Spend at least a year in Ghana wow. before you venture out to other places. They said, wow. even Nigeria, so Nigeria is amazing, but Ghana is going to give you that foundation and a deeper understanding and connection that you won't get from other places as quickly hmm. and as deeply. So start with Ghana. They said, don't even go to other, we would recommend, don't go to Nigeria, other countries for a year, then expand after that year. Okay. And you'll, it'll be a completely different experience. You'll connect to the cultures and no matter where you go, you'll get it because there is a paradigm shift that's going to happen. Yeah. That's what I was told. And I actually believe that I actually felt it. It was like, you know what? That's true. And my spirit told me that that was true as well. So when spirit talks. I listen.
0: Yeah. I so hear that. that up. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. To that point of s- keeping yourself clear, keeping this clarity with spirit, spirit's been the theme, and I think it's just the theme of your life, frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, and you and Melanie. And I mean it should be for everybody. Let's I I think that's the moral of this this story. Um, Mm -hmm. but in terms of keeping that up and just keeping your positivity outside of that that beautiful anchor that is EIP, what are you doing on a daily basis? Uh, typical day of wellness, what does that look for y- look like for you from a mind, body, and or soul perspective? What is Anthony Kofi Clark doing on a daily basis? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay. So I will say that I start off my day with gratitude and appreciation. As soon as I wake up, I'm just, I take them a moment Think about the things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for this beautiful woman next to me, my mm. wife. I'm grateful for my family. So I go through my gratitude list. Then I spend quality time w- with my wife. And that's connected me into my love frequency. And mm. and then we consciously create our day. Mm. We don't just wake up and just go. We consciously create. What do we want to experience? How do we want to feel And when we do that, then that energy goes in front of us. And then throughout the day, we'll just move into it. I make it a point to try to work out. You know, some days are better than others, but I try to get at least four days per week to work out. And by working out with a fit body, it just keeps my mind clear, keeps my energy going. Yeah, Um, It's very important to be physically um, healthy, to have that spiritual connection as well. Throughout that, then work working with clients and I'm very blessed because we've been life coaches for 22 years Hmm. and as a life coach and relationship coach and we coach people for everything you can imagine. But by working with them, I I get that, that satisfaction from contributing and being in in, in service, Hmm. service of others. And then by the coaching sessions, it's always a reminder for us because we're reminding the clients and connecting them to spirit, which then in the process we get that too. Right. So it's always right. a reminder, always right. top of mind for us. We can't escape
0: yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And then we love the work that we do. So even just doing that is gratifying and connects me to spirit and the satisfaction and gets, keeps me in alignment. Spending time with the family at the end of the day when I get home or my daughter. And we'll always have spiritual conversations or something constructive. <laughs> we don't In our household, we don't talk about a lot of, you know, insignificant things. And, my, sure. and our daughter's been raised like that since she was a baby. Ultimately, my goal every morning is to live my life from a place of alignment as much as possible, because the thing that I appreciate more than anything else is that peace of mind at the end of the day. Mm. When I go to bed, it's so important for me to go to bed with peace of mind, peace of mind, knowing that I maximize this day in my life that I'll never get back again, Mm -hmm. that I tried my best, even if I have down days, off days, which are okay too, because that contrast is ex- important. So by experiencing what you don't want, it helps you to get clearer on what it is that you do want. Mm. So even with the things don't work out, it goes back to EIP. Yep. And I'm still grateful. That is the day for me in the life of Anthony Clark. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's a day of alignment. Um, it's a day of of appreciation, of knowing that I'm having an opportunity to enjoy this experience, this earthly experience, and it's not going to last forever. And I'm always aware that the clock is ticking. So I try to live my life in the present and not the future and not the past in the present because in the present is the only place we have power and control. And it's the only thing that's real. The closest thing to real is the present. So that is the day. And if, and if I do that, then it's a great day. And I mm-hmm. tend to do that every day, to tell you the truth. Because I've been doing it for so long yeah. that it's just like breathing. It's second nature.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank, thank you. Thank <sighs> you. I, I, you know, every time we talk, uh, the time just goes. And I, I feel like that's, you know, that's when you get into something called flow state. I, I think the energy mm-hmm. just, just lends itself. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I could talk all day with you. I think, and I yeah. love this. So stay tuned for another installment, uh, for real, for real. In the meantime, just to get to closing, be mindful of your time. Is there any are there any projects you want to let the people know about that's coming up besides of course the the beautiful work you and Melanie do on a weekly basis via the amazing Clark's podcast the amazing work you do as coaches life coaching relationship coaching mm-hmm. all the coaching
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Well, the first thing that we have that's exciting, which, you know, I realize we don't talk about it as much because we are so many things in our life that's exciting. Sure, We have a book that's uh, Amazon uh, number one international national bestseller. Mm. It's called Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving, Your Happily Ever After. Um, It's a great book for couples, even for singles that want to understand relationships and how to have a successful relationship. So that's available on Amazon.com. So, I recommend, highly recommend you guys get a copy of that. Beautiful. We also have our uh, life coach Academy, the law of attraction life coach Academy. We've been training and certifying people that want to become life coaches. We've been doing that for 10 years Hmm. and certified over 3000 coaches worldwide. Wow. And it's even a great class for people that want to learn how to life coach themselves, you know, just so you can use it with your family. So you don't have to necessarily become a life coach. Sure. Then we also uh, over the next month we have a couples course and a course for single women that we'll have coming out. So to learn more about that, they can go to the amazingclocks.com and um, find out, you know, keep track of when we drop that. So uh for the most part, that's what we got going on.
0: Nice. staying busy. We're
1: very, very blessed.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, booked in busy and blessed, and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving it because it's all it's all serving. It's all service at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. So beautiful. Yes, sir. Um, Anthony, thanks again for making the time for this conversation and going man to man with me today. Fam listening, you can follow Anthony and Melanie at The Amazing Clarks on Instagram. You can listen to their podcast, The Amazing Clarks, part of the Black Love Podcast Network. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts, including the Black Love Plus app. In the meantime, make sure to tell another brother, king or queen, about Man to Man so we can keep these conversations going and keep building each other up. And if there's someone you want to hear on Man to Man, connect with me on Instagram at Wazicki, W-A-S-I-C-K-I, on the IG, and I'll do my best to get them on this show and keep the conversation going. Until next week, peace, love, and E-I-P. (laughs) <laughs> thank you brother okay. thank you brother it's a pleasure likewise. <laughs>